and this is Rob and Steve here for another exciting episode of the N64U podcast. Coming at you with high-end amateur reviews and scoring for all your favorite and unknown N64 titles. Today in episode 8, we will be taking a look at Excitebike 64, one of N64's much-acclaimed racing games. That's right, Steven. But before we get into that, we have our first listener email that we'd like to read off. Ooh, exciting. I know, right? Our first one. So hopefully this uh, influences other people to send us emails because I get the feeling they'll be a lot of fun to to read. So this one is from a uh, good friend of mine, Danny. And he says, hey, guys, longtime listener, first caller, first time caller. It's probably a typo. Uh, wanted to say love the show. Thank you. One cool thing I appreciate is that a lot of the time you guys put succinctly certain feelings slash critiques I've had replaying these games, but haven't articulated myself. Keep it up. P.S. I recommend this show. I recommended this show to my friend uh, who requested you guys review Hey You Pikachu at some point in the future. Hey You Pikachu. I have never played that game, Steven. I don't. I, I, I've I never don't actually even about. heard. I've never actually even heard of such a game, to be honest with you. And and I consider myself fairly knowledgeable about the N64 library, and I, I truthfully have never heard of that one. Yeah, I, I actually looked it up, and uh, it's a game that utilized a accessory that was basically a microphone that plugged into your controller port, and you talk to your Pikachu, and... Uh, it follows commands and things like that. So it's almost like an N64, like Tamagotchi Pikachu game. They really got, and uh, Nintendo really got into a weird realm with some of these Pokemon games. Like, you know, I know tons of people are crazy about Pokemon Snap, but I just like fundamentally have never got the fun in that game. And this, I agree, this does sound exactly the same as that. And yeah, I, 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 Seems like a weird one and definitely off the radar game, but I'd be love. I would love to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for the email, Danny. That was a lot of fun to read, and uh, I hope we get more in the future. Because, quite frankly, I've got the thirst. But, anyways, Stephen, how would you feel about getting into some discussion about Excite Bike sixty four? Perfect. Let's let's get into it. Excite Bike 64, released in the year 2000, developed by Left Field Productions and published by Nintendo. Uh, and as far as I can tell, this is really the biggest game of note that Left Field Productions has put out. I, I read a list of games that they've worked on, and I, I didn't recognize any of them. It's actually pretty funny. I, I, re I researched this game a little bit as well going into this, and I actually found, too, that for a very brief period of time when this game was coming out, Nintendo actually owned a piece of um, this company. Um, it must have intentionally just been for this one game. Maybe this is the one game that they had. But yeah, for about a period of four years, they invested in, in this company. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Steven, how would you feel about reminding our beautiful audience of the various categories that we will discuss today. I'd love to introduce them. Our categories are mechanics, how is the game structured, gameplay, how the game progresses through that existing structure. Category three is difficulty, how difficult is the game and how does that difficulty progress throughout the game. Sound design is our next category, followed by visual presentation. And finally, modern day appeal. How well does this game hold up today and is it a game you would want to play now? 
as this is a racing game, we will be leaving out the category of story for today's episode. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. With that, uh, let's let's get into the mechanics and and All right. uh, I'll I'll get started here. Perfect. Yeah. Hit, hit us off, Rob. Uh, what are your initial <laughs> thoughts on the mechanics of this game? So, uh, most obviously, Excite Bike sixty four is a dirt bike racing game, and you race around. Uh, I think five playable courses with six characters to start and each character, they have their own unique strengths and weaknesses and you can customize them and you can change your bike colors. So it's, that's kind of the, the overarching idea of what's going on in this game. The customizability for any racing game, I think is vastly important. Um, this game, you know, Six doesn't seem like a ton of characters nowadays, but back then I do feel like six was a reasonable amount of characters there that gave you a variety of bike options in terms of, you know, whether it's speed or or um, whatever else in, in terms of like different options to choose from that you could race with in each track. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I felt like there was plenty of uh, plenty of choices. And uh, another another thing that's interesting about this game is they utilize a trick system and probably one of the more comprehensive trick systems I've seen in a game from this era. It, it, it's almost uh, in terms of how some of the trick combinations had to be applied to. It almost reminded me of another game such as um, the original Tony Hawk. I don't know if anyone's, if you've ever played this on uh, N64 before, but um, the trip com trick combinations felt to me similar to that to some degree. Yeah. Steven, of course I've played Tony Hawk, although I played it on uh, PlayStation, which well, might be, uh, might, might, might be uh, looked down upon by our N64 purists. I, I, would, I would definitely look a little down on it, though. I do think there's a good argument uh, for it being played on the PlayStation. However, I only loved that one on N64. Yeah, I, I had both growing up, so I, I, I hopped back between the between the two and i just happened to have it on on playstation i don't really know what the the, the differences were but yeah i'd say the trick system definitely is reminiscent of of that game and it definitely like after playing snowboard kids the it, it was kind of a nice change of pace to see the the trick system here and it's kind of a gameplay thing but since we're talking about it might as well just mention that uh, it seems kind of, I don't want to say useless, but it, it seems like it doesn't really need to be there because at least in Snowboard Kids, you get points for doing tricks. But it seems like in this game, doing tricks is just just for style points, really, you know, you, just to look cool. It's, while you're it's for personal, like... Uh... Just to make you feel good, you know, um, rather than actually at any actual benefit to any of the races. And I actually really like the comparison against Snowboard Kids, um, because as you do more tricks in that game, you just inherently gain more speed. It truly is to do tricks in the game is a risk for nothing, really. You know, you could uh, screw it up and maybe throw yourself off while racing the game. So for a mechanic um, or thinking of this as a mechanic, there's really no function to it inside the individual races that you um, are typically going to do in this game. You know, they have mini games that you could use these tricks in, which might have a little bit more relevance. But in terms of these tricks for the races, I never really saw much of a, a mechanical benefit to it. Yeah, one one of the main uh, 
issues with using the tricks during a race is that once you start initiating a trick, you your your bike tracks straight, and uh, you know if you're if you don't angle your jump properly, then and you start doing a trick, then you could potentially end up veering off the course or uh, crashing into somebody else. When uh, when when you're not doing a trick, you actually have a nice ability using your analog stick to uh, kind of reposition yourself midair if you took a jump and you weren't really headed in the right direction you can kind of you can fix that in midair but when you start doing the trick you lose that function so it it really is like kind of a silly unnecessary risk but cool nonetheless i guess i mean if you make me feel good I was going to say, well, outside of even that, too, is it's like it's like a dominance thing. If you like you're really good at this game and uh, you're playing against somebody, you could just like taunt in their face. Be like, look at all these tricks and I'm in first. <laughs> dominance. I love it. <laughs> um, I actually think this this topic kind of leads me to to the more of the controls for this game next. Um, in terms of mechanics, I actually think the controls of this game are a huge factor in how I felt about this game. I think overall, in this game, to functionally race in this game, it's extraordinarily sensitive in terms of the controls. Like, you touch the joystick a little bit, the the bike itself moves very significantly with a light touch. In addition to that, uh, controlling your own character in terms of maybe not bumping into somebody where you might get tossed off your bike or um, maybe angling your bike quickly off course, I felt was a really big uh, deterrent for me in in my overall enjoyment of the racing of this game. Yeah, one thing I noticed is, you know, we were talking earlier about how each racer has their own strengths and weaknesses i definitely noticed that uh the character that i played that had better handling definitely the turning was you know they they, when they say it's better better handling they're not they're not joking uh it, it can be very touchy but what i found is you know we're we you and i are used to playing a lot of these kart racers where you True. can just barrel you just barrel through the courses uh, and you don't really have to take your your thumb off of A while you're going. You know, you just hold down A and you're and you're racing. One thing I noticed for this game is is really that you it, there's almost strategy to uh, when you hit the gas and when you brake and around turns you can't hit the gas. Or you're gonna careen off to your death. You know, it's. It's definitely supposed to be, I think, played a little bit differently than the racers that we we typically play, which are hold down A from start to finish. I, I actually think that's an excellent point, honestly. Um, for me, because I do like more of that hold down A, let's like barrel ass through the level, um, that's more the style of racing that I tend to like to play. I do think the... Controls are just so technical, you know? You really need to, you're right, you really need to know when to hard break, when to take a heavy turn, when to take, when to ease up on that turn, you know, even when to tilt back when going off a jump so you're getting the proper amount of air. I think all of those mechanics, for me, are so technical that it really deterred me from enjoying it as a 
racing game. You know, it, it's labeled as this great racing game, but I feel it's more technical than it is just straight up uh, racing forward. Yeah, it's it's almost more like a simulator. Exactly. Uh, that that's how realistic this game feels to me when I play it. Is it's it's really more of a simulation game than a uh, intense going barrel ass, as you say, through the through the uh, the track. I I I really do agree with that. I, I think that's actually a really apt depiction of it. And with that, I think you need someone for someone to enjoy this game. I think you need a little bit more patience because I think it, there is a long a, a long learning curve uh, for this type of technical controls. Yeah, it's it's one of those type of games that isn't as easy to pick up and be really good at, especially if you come from the walk of life where, you know, you're you're playing a lot of these kart racers. This game definitely has to be approached differently. And the mastery, the that curve, that learning curve is definitely a lot steeper for this game. But I think with that comes a lot of uh, satisfaction when it comes to uh, actually getting good at this game. I, I think there's a lot of value there. I, I could see people who are uh, who have spent the time and actually were able to really like comprehend not just how to race properly, but to add tricks in the mix. I, I could see these, that type of person really, really loving this game. Another big mechanic in this game to, to really consider is uh, the different game modes that they offer. Um, Rob, what, what did you think of the overall different game modes that they offered here for Excitebike? I'd say this is one of the biggest strengths of the game for me is that they offer a lot of different options if you want to play this game. Uh, they have the 20-track season. You can just do a normal old exhibition race. You can do a time trial. And then they also have these, these special tracks, which were basically like mini-games that you, uh, you're given a couple to start, and then you can unlock them as you... Uh, you pl- you play the main game a little bit, and I-, I thought that it added just a great amount of uh, variety when you're playing the game. The unlockable features are really really nice. I always always, especially with a racing game, I love good unlockables. And I will have to agree. I do actually think the mini games specifically that they offer for Excite Bike are some of the better mini games out there. I mean, one of the mini games offered is 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 a soccer based game and forgive me if I'm wrong, Rob, but isn't there a a current day game out there where they're basically using cars to push a soccer ball around? Yeah, that's uh, that's rocket league. That's exactly the same thing that I thought when I saw this mini game was, well, two things. One, I didn't think that I played this game growing up, but when I saw the soccer game, I a hundred percent remember playing that with my brother growing up. And the second thing I thought was, this is just, th- this was the original Rocket League. Like, th- this was For real, the, though. the prototype concept. That was my immediate thought when I saw this. And I, I do actually think this was probably, the, for me, the coolest feature of this game. And it's so amazing to see how, like, how this idea has really come full circle into its own game, you know? Good ideas like this never die. They always come back in style, and and it's even fun in this system. Yeah, it's it's done uh, it's done really well, and you know, Rocket League is a huge game right now. So uh, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear if they 
took any inspiration from this or if it was just completely... they had to have this game this game was so popular at the time uh, you know despite my maybe my, my low uh, lower opinion of it currently um this game was huge at the time and i could totally see this this having been uh, rocket league having been birthed from excite bike uh, another thing that i really liked is that you can unlock the original nes excite bike because that's probably weirdly enough one of my favorite nes games uh i don't know what it is about the original excite bike but it is just like it's like crack playing that game and just trying to nail all the jumps perfectly and and beat your your own best time i, I don't know what it is so it was cool to be able to play that a little bit as well that was it was, it was a nice treat to see that mixed in there and um that game actually is pretty hard, much harder than it looks, the original. Yeah, you know, anyone can can play the game, which is which is great. But if you want to get good and, and beat high scores and things like that, it, it, there is a lot of nuance to it. All right. Um, as for mechanics, I think we kind of nailed most of it. Um, how about we get into gameplay, Rob? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in first here, if you don't mind. I got one really big comment that I really want to mention in the gameplay for this particular, um, for this particular game, and, and it's coupled, in my opinion on it, uh, is definitely coupled with how I felt about the controls of the game. It's actually the track size itself, and I'm not even talking specifically the length of each track. I'm, I'm, I'm talking more like the width of every single course that you play in. Um with this game, with the very sensitive controls and the heavy sliding that you can do, there's a real quickness to the controls and how the character moves. And I felt as though the tracks themselves, from side to side, were extraordinarily um, short. And so I who never really mastered the controls, I felt that I went off course so frequently because there's so many tight turns on small portions of track that it really was a, a difficulty for me. And it really, it really affected my opinion on the gameplay of this game. Yeah, I, I think it all goes back to our discussion about how the game probably is, uh, should be approached, where they, they have a lot of these tight turns. And I, I think that, the game is meant to slow down at the at those points and maybe i'm wrong i i definitely never got good at this game so i don't know honestly i think you are spot on you know i never really considered in, in, the intentionalness they put in making it more of a technique game rather than a progression game um and i actually think you're spot on and, and even in my complaint with the gameplay you know maybe it's just not a right fit for me in terms of how i like to race but i agree i think it was very intentionally done now that we talk about it yeah but and to your point it would have been kind of cool to cuz basically i'd say most of the courses really are uh pretty technical and and windy and it would be cool to have some more variety where there's some more straightaways and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, like maybe a long downhill straightaway would have been good because they have such a, uh, a large variety of jumps too that you could have put a long straightaway with one big jump on one of the courses, which didn't really ever come. What You know, one thing though that, that did help with the fact that you're really slowing down a lot is they have that turbo option. Did you mess around with the turbo option? 
I I did, but I had such a poor grasp on the controls themselves, it caused me more grief than help. Like like I said, for me me playing this game, I continually went off course. And I think that was my biggest issue. I, I, I could never get into a real rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so when I would use the turbo, I just launched myself off quicker and <laughs> it made it more difficult for me to play. Yeah. So I, I think the idea is that, you know, you hit your turns, you know, pretty, pretty slow, reasonable. And then once you complete that turn, you, that's when you engage the turbo to, to get that, that pace back up, especially, you know, a lot of the times they'll have some jumps right after that turn so you can hit that turbo just to get your pick your speed back up quickly i never could master that combination it was just too it was such a hard transition honestly you like heavy brake and then slam on gas and turbo right yeah it it's definitely a it's it's a thinking game uh and there's a lot of strategy to it and it's and you know it is probably fairly accurate to like a real race uh uh a motorbike racing course you know i've never really personally watched any sort of motocross um but i can see it being a very brake heavy uh full throttle type of sport yeah i got a question steve uh did you did you did you do the training for this game the practice so I did not initially, you know me, I'm never going to just jump into training. I'm playing it for real. But I was so bad. I was like, I even had to be like, oh man, I suck terribly at this. I really got to actually practice a little bit. It does help. But I do think like if you are so ingrained in that kart style racer, like we've talked about, we've talked about whether we did the Rush series, Mario Kart, Snowboard Kids. I'm so ingrained in that style of racing game, particularly with the N64 I don't think this ever was going to translate for me, no matter how much I played. Right. Yeah. And honestly, the, the practice really is a lot more useful for the tricks, which is really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I had no idea how to do tricks until I, I did the practice. And uh, it turns out that tricks are, as far as I can tell, pretty, pretty useless. So the, I think that in turn makes the training pretty useless as well. You know, I, the the tricks have to be for one of the mini games, like just just for your own sport in in, in one of the mini games, because I never saw I just never saw a use in ter- even in terms of gameplay for for these for any of the individual races. Well, yeah, they had a one of the secret unlockable tracks was a, a stunt track. Gotcha. Uh, so, Rob, what else do you have for us for interesting notes on gameplay? Well, one thing that I know is a hot button topic is the uh, side swiping. So let's let's get into that, huh? That's a good one, actually. <laughs> I'll let you take the lead on this one. So, so you can sideswipe people by, uh, you know, say you say you're racing and you're in front of somebody, you can make contact with the front of the bike of the person behind you, and that will cause them to spin out, and uh, vice versa. So if you're if you're going down the track and all of a sudden make contact with the back of someone else's bike, then that causes you to, to fall to the ground, which can be a deterrent for the less, pa- the less patient of us. That's definitely me. <laughs> um, but I would say, actually, I, I do think that the concept of this swiping feature is actually really, really useful for this game. A lot of tight turns, so there's a lot of opportunity to effectively use this. And 
I love the idea in any racing game, some ability to, to attack your fellow racers. And I actually think this is a really creative way to go about doing that. If you're like me and did have a hard time with this game, though, when, especially at the beginning of each race, when you're bunched up with everybody, I found myself very frequently hitting the back of other bikes and knocking myself off, putting me at an immediate disadvantage against anyone I was racing. So great idea, great concept and very effective. But again, um, if you're not familiar with the controls, you are going to have a difficult time overcoming um, getting knocked off your bike yourself. Yeah, I think this one aspect of the game is a pretty significant uh, contributor to the, the really uh, steep difficulty curve or mastery curve that this game has. Without a, without a doubt, honestly, this is, this is a huge factor. Because, you, you know, you mentioned it earlier, the, the courses generally are not very wide. So it's very easy for you to make contact with another another rider. And it, it just adds to the, the strategy of it, because, you know, if if there's a huge pack of people in front of you, it might make sense for you to kind of slow down and wait for an, an opening for you to be able to make it around the pack. Otherwise, yeah, there's a good chance you're going to bump into somebody and fall over. Who wants to slow down in a racing game like that, honestly? <laughs> and that's why I think that it's, it's kind of more of a, a simulation game. And I, I mean, it is realistic, right? You know, if Yeah, I, I actually think that's, that's what this game has going for it. If you want to sell this game, this game to me really projects a realistic idea of dirt bike racing in video games right like if you if you're if you're biking and and you make contact with another biker you're you're gonna fall off that's that's just what happens no i i agree i actually think overall it's a it's a, it's a smart decision i don't think this game was ever necessarily meant for the masses honestly like i, I it's a technique game it's it's a niche uh idea in terms of like motor motocross you know it's not that's not widely available to everyone or not everyone's into that usually so i do think they were they knew they were going for some sort of niche group anyway that it sort of worked out to make it more technical it almost played to their strengths yeah that makes sense uh the the only uh, other thing i i'd like to say about the gameplay that i thought was awesome and speaking of tony hawk uh they have a track customizer, so you can make your own your own levels, which I thought was really cool. And it's you know it's it's a little primitive, but they I was surprised at at how much uh, how much there was to do with this editor, how much capability it had, um, and it reminded me of I forget which Tony Hawk game introduced the the customized. I think it editor. was the third Tony Hawk that brought in it. I'm, I'm, I'm not 100. It's either it's not the first. It's either the second or the third. But I think it was the third. Yeah, and like I spent, I love that kind of stuff. I spent so much time in Tony Hawk making tracks, and I, I just loved that they had it uh, in this game. It, it is a, it is a pretty fun feature, and they actually had a. Uh, Pretty good way about, uh, pretty good way to go about it too, in terms of like just building out different sections of the overall larger map. Um, but yeah, it's a really good idea. Uh, lets you have a little bit more fun with it because the thing is, I can imagine these courses after a while getting a little stale. Yeah, 
I agree. It's it's always a good option if you can when you have these racing games to be able to uh, find a way to keep people hooked. You know, just eventually playing the same tracks over and over again is going to get stale. Definitely it gives it a little more life to the length of the game. For sure. All right. What say we get into difficulty next, Rob? I love it. All right. So for me, uh, as as you know, if you've listened to me so far, I, I did have quite a bit of uh, difficulty with this game. Um, I think that this game has such a steep learning curve that it almost becomes too difficult for a lot of people looking for um, an easy entry racing game. This game is not that. This game is definitely a tech heavy game, a lot of difficulty to it, but definitely more rewarding if you're able to master it. And I don't think the games necessarily get I don't think one level is necessarily more uh, insanely difficult than the next next. I think each one of these levels sort of have their own difficulties within them. Um, so it's it's kind of it's kind of nice to see that you don't have like any one map that's a, that's a uh, an easy pass to complete. So in that sense, it's nice. But I just think in terms of uh, actual playability, it was very difficult. Yeah, we we've actually, I think, touched on a lot of the aspects of difficulty that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, it's just not uh, it's not a super pick up and play game, uh, difficult to master, but certainly worthwhile. If this is the type of game that you're into, if you want that really uh, hyper realistic, almost simulator level uh, dirt bike game, then, you know, this is. I think that you're really going to enjoy this one and enjoy the difficulty that that comes with it. Um, I'll reiterate that you got to play the game smart. Uh, you you can't just barrel through because you're going to crash constantly and you're going to hate the game and uh, the pacing is going to be, you know, if you think the pacing is is bad already when you have to slow down to take turns, it's uh, way worse when you're constantly crashing into other bikers and veering off the course and things like that that's so true <laughs> the, the the good thing is that you know the they have difficulty selection options you know i was still pretty bad at novice but uh there's also amateur and pro difficulty levels so when you uh get good at this game you can step up the difficulty and continue to kind of test your skills and get better so that's that for those who are looking to really get into this game there's a lot there's a lot here perfect perfect um next category up is visual presentation um rob why don't you why don't you start us off with this one the first thing that i noticed visually about this game is how friggin' amazing the character animations were like they i thought they looked unbelievable yeah i gotta tell you honestly as much as I had a hard time really enjoying the play of this game, I thought this was one of the visual best visual games we've played so far. Um, I really mean it. I thought the characters were awesome. The bikes were cool. And the tracks, they did a nice combination of keeping it fairly tight in its design and almost do not do too much in the background. Like, they kept it fairly simple where everything just looks smooth and nice. Yeah, one of the pitfalls for a lot of racing games of this era. Uh, and I'm thinking the first thing I think of is the San Francisco rush games is that 
Great example. They they try to do too much with the backgrounds. You know, they try to get people in the stands and, you know, all of this stuff that they just can't really execute very well. And they there's not a lot of that here in Excite Bike. They they know what they can get away with and they do that really well. And it it what it results in is a game that has aged really well, I think. I agree. I, I think they were very intentional and very smart about not overdoing it with the background and it has it has held up really nicely as a result. So I I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, moving on to our next category is sound design, An- another category that um, really impressed me. And, and I'm going to jump in first here, Rob. And uh, I, I thought this sound design followed up with what their intent with this game was. And, it, and the, I felt their intent was to keep it a very realistic motorbike game. And the sounds were so on point to what I would expect to hear if I were in one of these stadiums watching motocross. It, it sounded perfectly on point to that, and I was actually very surprised and, and happy with it. Yeah, the, the actual sound of your engine is what really, uh, what I noticed first. You know, it sounds, Same. there's like a lot of grit and balls to it, and it, it definitely adds to, like you were saying, that that the realism factor is there. And I think there was a lot of thought that went into, uh, you know, exactly how your bike sounded, because if you have one of those like half-assed sounding bikes, it's just not going to give you that same intensity and that same, uh, level of realism that they were going for. I agree. And I think it was a very smart choice to go in that direction because like, you know that they were going for a real effect for this game because they, there's none of that underlying music you get with a lot of these racing games. No matter what type of kart racer you're doing, there's some level of music in the background that really keeps you going. This game relies heavily on the sound design of that bike, and I think it's really to keep you in, in a realistic feel of, of a motocross event. Yeah, and you know the, the sound of the bike helps you feel that intensity and that kind of couples with they kind of like rock soundtrack for a lot of the courses and you know they they try to i think they in tandem those create a good sense of intensity the only thing i will say that's a negative of the sound design for me is that the tracks are i'd say kind of unmemorable speaking of just the the soundtracks playing while you race you know they i think they're there to serve the purpose of uh, amping up the int intensity but really other than that there's nothing that really wowed me there yeah um i think i, I think it really was done well and I'm, I'm very happy with 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 the sound for this particular game all right and for our final category is modern day appeal rob what did you think you 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 would you play this game with any consistency in today's day and age yeah so I I think as we were just saying, the game visually has aged really well. So if you're the type of person who uh, really needs that in an older game, this is definitely one of the better looking games. Um, The use of tricks and the turbo function can make this game really dynamic and fun. But on on the other hand, there's a, a bit of a 
difficulty curve, so it's not as pick up and play. Uh, so if you're looking for a game that you don't really have to put much work into to get decent at, then this is probably not your game and vice versa. You know, to me, this game, I do think if you're into this style of very technical, heavy uh, racing game, I actually do think it holds up great today for you to go play and enjoy. You know, I think the sound design was on point. The visualizations were on point. Uh, For me personally, the game didn't translate well. It's just not the style of game that I like to play. Um but if you're into it, I do see I do see appeal for um, an audience that likes this type of racing game. So I, I could totally see this game being played today and and wouldn't be shocked if we saw this game show up on the N64 switch. Yeah, right. The switch online. I I I think this would be a great addition because I imagine the multiplayer is is super fun, especially when looking at those special the special tracks, you know, playing the uh the soccer game and doing the stunt tracks and all of that and the uh, the custom track editor as well although not mul- for multiplayer uh is just another example of all these different modes that the game offered you so in terms of your modern day appeal there's definitely a lot of variety if you're looking for a game that you can play and sink a ton of hours into i totally agree and with that rob what is your final score for this particular game so I really enjoyed this game. I didn't love it, but I certainly enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I gave this a 3.8. That's a pretty good score. Um, for me, I just I, I could never really get over the controls of this game. I could never get over the tight tracks and coupling those two together really made this game a very difficult play for me and i actually came in with probably my lowest scoring of all of our games. I gave it only a 2.5. Ooh. I know, I know. I, 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 I actually don't even feel a little bit guilty about this bad scoring. I just, it's not my style of game. I'm, I wouldn't have liked it as a kid. I definitely don't like it as an adult. And that's the best recommendation I can give for it. Yeah, you're just, you're being honest, man. You, it's not for you, but you recognize that it could be for someone else. 100%. That's why I do think, like, even, even in talking about these, I do think there is a modern appeal for someone. That someone just isn't me. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, with our scores combined, that leaves us with an official N64U rating of 3.2. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of the N64U podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like us on Facebook via our N64U, a retro gaming podcast page, or follow us on Instagram for all of your latest updates and announcements. And don't forget to subscribe and rate slash review us on your favorite podcasting app which will keep you up to date on our latest episodes and help us reach more lovely people such as yourself. And if you have any questions or comments, please shoot us an email at n64upodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it out on the show. This is Rob and Steve signing off from your home for all things N64 here at the N64U Podcast. Thanks for listening. It's like a dominance thing. I feel like you're really good at this game.